Tonight's show is an adult show. So if you're easily offended, <laughs> fuck you. Now, sit back, relax, and make some noise. I said, make some noise. And please welcome your hostess, the sensational Miss K.Y. Kelly. Hi guys, it's time for your weekly dose of KY with my brand new podcast, Behind the Queens. Coming up on today's show, I will be joined by Canal Street icon Miss Belinda Scandal for a good old gossip and spilling all the tea, as well as reading out all your tales in KY's confessions. So stay tuned. So here we are, episode three. I hope everyone is well. And we are officially into week three of the lockdown. How's everyone coping? Now, from what I've seen on social media, I feel a lot of people are a bit anxious at the minute and, uh, you know, climbing the walls because we've obviously got Boris in hospital. Poor old Boris. And I'm sure we're joined together in wishing him lots of love and a speedy recovery. But with him being in hospital, there doesn't seem to be an official answer as to whether the lockdown is going to be extended because next Tuesday sees the end of the initial three weeks he did say at first. I actually think it will be extended and I actually hope that it will be because the longer we continue to abide by the rules, stay indoors, only go out if it's essential, the sooner we have a chance of beating this. I'm constantly seeing pictures of large groups of people meeting up outside, enjoying the sunshine. It is bloody ridiculous. I honestly feel like shouting out the window, social distancing, you pricks. And has anyone else noticed in the supermarkets, people are still acting like utter dicks. You have to queue outside, obviously the two metres apart rule, respecting all the guidelines. But then when you get inside, people are like walking so close to you. And you know what I've noticed? It's mainly the older generation silly bastards. Honestly, some people have no idea of spatial awareness, do they? I saw a t-shirt online the other day which read, if you're too close for me to punch you, then you're too fucking close. (laughs) Thought, fabulous, I need that (laughs) t-shirt. So this coming weekend, it is Easter. Have you all got your eggs? I actually said to Matt, even though we're in lockdown, I still want a bloody egg. (laughs) But I shouldn't complain because I've actually been extremely lucky. I've now got four. They are all Cadbury's, as that's my favourite. I've got a Cadbury's caramel Easter egg. I've got a cream egg Easter egg. And then I've got two mini eggs Easter eggs because they're my actual favourite. So they're all in the fridge chilling. See, that's the main question, isn't it? How do you eat yours? I love my chocolate cold, fresh out the fridge. But some people like it room temperature, don't they? Which I think is just bloody awful. Oh no, it's got to be hard and cold when it goes in my mouth. No pun intended. (laughs) But talking of sweet treats, I've actually tried my hand at a bit of baking this week. So far, we've made flapjack with added marshmallows and chocolate chips and a Victoria sponge with raspberry jam and buttercream inside. They were delicious if I say so myself. Now, I'm not really one for baking normally. I just normally pop down to Greg's and pick up whatever cake I fancy. 
But as we're looking for things to do and fill our time, I thought, why not? So my next baking task is going to attempt to make a scone or a scone for you posh bastards out there with uh, raspberry jam and that thick cream. So I'll keep you posted on how I get on. Now, I've got a bit of a cheeky confession to make. I've actually come to the realisation that I think I fancy my neighbour. Now, as you'll all know, me and Matt bought a house and we moved in on the 4th of February. So, you know, we've been trying to get to know the neighbours. And uh, next door is this rather fit guy called Reese. Now, this is the bit that shocks me. He's only 24. See, I don't normally go for a younger guy. I normally go for someone my age or slightly older. You know, my age, about like uh, 26. <laughs> All right, leave the jokes to me. But uh, yeah, he's rather fit. He's a window cleaner. So I've already said, when you're back to work, you can come and clean my windows. I thought, I'll give him a surprise if I'm just lay there on the fucking bed when he tries to uh, clean the bedroom window. But unfortunately, his girlfriend, Susanna, does live with him. She's nice, but oh God, she needs a gay best friend or a drag queen best friend because uh, let's just say her makeup skills are very minimal. She has got these eyebrows, which she draws on, that look like two thick black slugs. I'm like, oh, girl, my God, they are just awful. But uh, since she's been off work, she's been going plain-faced. I must say, she's actually quite pretty without the makeup. So I'm thinking, how the fuck do you not see how ridiculous you look with them clown eyebrows to how beautiful you look without them? So I thought, oh, my way in could be to start speaking to her. So, you know, if you sat in the garden, I'll look over the fence. And, you know, like this morning, I was out there sorting the dogs out. And I was like, oh, morning, Susanna. Oh, has Reese gone back to work, has he? I noticed yesterday he was out and about. Oh, coming in at 4pm in his gorgeous overalls from uh, cleaning the windows. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm saving that for the wank bank and I'm definitely going to make a deposit later. <laughs> the awkward thing is, though, I actually think... He knows I fancy him because I find myself just looking at him or if I'm doing the cleaning and he's in the garden and I'm looking out my bedroom window, I'm looking at him and he's caught me a couple of times, you know, like when someone catches you looking at them and you look away so quickly. I'm like, oh God. And I find myself getting a bit tongue-tied or embarrassed if I get to speak to him. I'm like, oh God, come on. <laughs> but you never know. He could fuck that Susanna off, come running into my arms and be KY. You're the one I want to be with. And, you know, it'd be the love story of the lockdown 2020. <laughs> now, I'm absolutely loving putting this weekly podcast together for you. But I've got to that stage now where I'm really missing performing. Don't get me wrong. It was lovely to have a couple of weeks off and sit and chill and stuff. But, you know, as a performer, it's what you do. It's in your blood. It's, you know, it's in your DNA. So, as most of you know, I'm currently growing my beard while I'm off work and I'm going to raise money for the NHS when I shave it off. However, I'm thinking of shaving it off now and jumping on the bandwagon and joining all the other amazing queens and doing a Facebook Live weekly show. What are your thoughts? But the thing is, if I do it, I want to do it right. You know, it's got to visually look right, it's got to sound right and most of all be entertaining. So I've been inspired by so many of the different queens doing these amazing Facebook lives. You know, I feel 
maybe I want a little piece of the action. So I was thinking it could possibly work at 4pm on a Sunday, you know, a bit like a Sunday service type thing. So I'm going to speak to Nick and Aidy, see what they think. But I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, pick your brains about ideas, what you'd like to see, what you'd like to hear. So yeah, if you'd like to see KY doing a weekly 4pm show every Sunday, then let me know. But can I just say a massive shout out to Mary Mack, Miss Jason, Marsha Mello, Fanny Burns, the Bar Pop Show team, and especially Shania Payne for her rendition of Joseph the Musical the other night. All of your Facebook shows have been absolutely spot on. Well done, girls. But my biggest shout out does have to go to the Golden Cross in Cardiff. You've got Joanna Bummy and Baroness Mary Golds. They've been going live at least three, four times a week. Fabulous shows. They've also been doing exercise with Mary and line dancing with Joanna. Then the other day, Chris and Rob. Uh, Rob is the landlord of the Golden Cross and Chris is his boyfriend. They decided to raise money for a charity by letting the girls drag them up. So they said if the bar was raised at so much money, they would let them do their makeup. If they increased it to so much, they would uh, get into full drag. And then if they raised, I think they put on something like 650 or 700, they would do a little mini drag performance, which they did. And you know what? Hats off to them because they managed to raise £815 for the Cardiff and Vale Health Charity. So well done, guys. Check out the Golden Cross in Cardiff. They go live every week at least four times. Bloody fabulous and a good camp old watch. But talking of things that are good to watch, it is now time for my Review of the Week. This week's pick is the new Netflix documentary, Tiger King. Featuring Joe Exotic, a gun-tooting operator of an Oklahoma big cat park who has been accused of hiring someone to murder his chief rival, Carol Baskin. There are so many twists and turns in this seven-part documentary, I was literally gripped. Joe is a gay man, a very larger-than-life character, who has a roaming eye for the younger, straight men. Joe had four husbands, all of whom claimed to be straight when they first met him. First off was Brian. He met him in the 80s when Brian was 19. But tragically, Brian died in 2001 due to HIV complications. John was Joe's second husband who he married as part of a three-way marriage to Travis. After John left the marriage to be with a woman and Travis shot himself, two months later, Joe met Dylan, his fourth and current husband. Now, this documentary has had the nation split because it's a question of whether Joe was set up by his business partner, Jeff, and friend, Alan, or did Joe actually pay Alan to take out Carol Baskin? It's definitely worth a watch, even if it's just for the cringy music videos. Because I tell you now, it actually reminded me a little bit of a country and western version of Cruising with Jane McDonald. Because you know how at the end of each show, Jane used to do a little music video for a, wherever she'd been that week. Now, Joe likes to write his own music and do these goddamn awful cringy music videos my personal favorite is the song he wrote about carol baskin allegedly killing her husband and then feeding him to the tigers because in the music video he had a look-alike of carol baskin and she was feeding body parts to these tigers absolutely hilarious give it a watch guys <laughs> Now, this week's guest is no stranger to the cobbles of Canal Street. She's worked in practically every venue in the village. An absolute legend in her own living room. Please welcome the sensational Miss Belinda Scandal. Yay! 
How are you, Queen? You all right? I'm all right. It's rather like being on the set of Prisoner Cell Block H at the moment, though, isn't it, Blower? I know. I was just about to say, how are you coping with life in lockdown? I've never done so much sewing and cleaning and, and stuff that I never thought I'd get around to doing in my life. I know, we're all doing those jobs in the house that always get pushed to one side, aren't we? <laughs> well, we messed up. We started doing the cleaning before we were even put on this sort of temporary lockdown thing, so we, we've, we got ahead of the game too quick, really. <laughs> so now you're twiddling your thumbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm twiddling my thumbs. I've sewn, I've sewn up all tights and everything. I didn't think it was possible to do. <laughs> so you're stocked up for the foreseeable, then? <laughs> I've stocked up for the foreseeable, yeah. Love it. Oh. But I've seen you've been doing some of the Facebook Lives, exercise with Belinda and such, so... Uh... <laughs> Been yes. exor- I've been exercising, I've been doing my bit. You've got to, haven't you? Because the first thing you do when you're bored is you eat more food, don't you? Exactly. I literally, I'm having to really try my hardest to just do like three meals a day and not pick at shit in between. But when you've got nothing to do, it's just what you do, isn't it? Like, Well, it's my go-to anyway most days. I normally eat myself into a stupor. So when you've got absolutely less to do, yeah. then you're eating even more, aren't you? It's daft. Absolutely. Someone put on Facebook the other week uh, a little comedy meme or something saying, I'm sure I've just opened the fridge and the fridge has replied to me, what the fuck do you want this time? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, anything else? What else have you been doing to try and keep your mind occupied and busy? Uh, well, last, yesterday we had a slight, we've had a slight malfunction, which will help with the food, I'm sure, because we went to start doing our evening meal yesterday and the hob blew up. Oh, Christ. And when the hob blew up, it meant that the oven's not working now. So, oh, it's annoying. So, we're oh, trying no. to get somebody to come and fix it and nobody's available to fix anything. I know, that's of, the thing. Yeah. To that, though. So, that'll help me with the food anyway, I'm sure. There are a few takeaways open for delivery only. <laughs> we did this the other week and uh, I said to Matt, let's have a Chinese. I kid you not, I am not having another takeaway during this lockdown. Our words, I never thought I'd say, but I mean it. Literally, he was like, we will leave the money outside so she can <laughs> deliver it. And so we don't have to speak to her, be in contact with her or anything. We did that. Then Matt was like, one of us can only touch the packaging that this food has come in. One was holding a bag out. I was like, do you know what? I love Chinese, I love takeaway of any sort of foods, but I am not going through this shit again, Johnny. I know. Well, man, the worst one for me is the fact that the goose isn't open, because the pies that they used to do at the goose, they're just, oh, that was my daily thing, man. I'd go around and have a pie at the goose, and it's just not open there anymore, so I'm stuck for pies now. How have I never heard of these pies or tasted them? Oh, my God, as soon as we're out of lockdown, I am visiting them. They're like the size of a plant pot. They are yes. marvellous. They're dead tight and they come with creamy mashed potato and minted Ooh. minted um, peas and everything. Oh. oh, my God, my mouth is watering at the thought. I love it. Other things are watering at the thought, <laughs> I tell <Yes>. you. <laughs> so I've just been uh, having a flick through your social media and stuff, and obviously you are like, you type into YouTube, you are everywhere, aren't you? You actually host a YouTube channel, don't you, called uh, Your Manchester with Michelle Eagleton. I do indeed. We've been so doing tell us a little now. bit about that. So it's, uh, it's like this morning meets the one show, really. Um, Fab. And it's very showbiz based, and we get to speak to a lot of people from the world of theatre. Um, but mostly what it's about is inviting people from Manchester to speak about things they're doing in Manchester. And it, do you know who originally we were setting it up with? Originally the idea came from Nana, and we were filming a uh, programme called Bean Belinda, and we were sat yes, on the couch yes. filming episode three. 
And in between takes, because, you know, it takes forever in between takes, uh, we started having this conversation because we were sat on a couch. We started having a conversation about setting up a, a YouTube channel that was like, this morning, well, that yeah. was it. It happened. Or sadly, Nana wasn't with us to do it. But I thought, well, I'm going to carry on in, in her name. So that's where it came from. And uh, you've just celebrated your second birthday of the show, haven't you? Well, we haven't got round to celebrating it yet. Cause well, we, yeah. We did. We were supposed to be having a big, big night at the, uh, the Hopewell Theatre. Um, yeah. And of course... It all went well. Everything's gone pear shaped, really. Whenever we get out of here, as soon as we get out of here, we we are we've got permission from Hope Mill um, to fully get going with it and everything. So brilliant! I think it's going to be full steam ahead for all of us. Because I don't know about you, I actually feel this has given me a bit of a different outlook on life and a bit more appreciative of things and a kick up the arse to do things of that I've been putting off for years. For example, this podcast, something I've wanted to do for ages. We have such busy schedules, and I don't know about you, when it cuts to a Monday, Tuesday when I'm off, normally on a Monday I'm hungover because I've done Sunday service and be here in Manchester. Well, that's you all so, over, isn't it? Yeah. Flower, eh? <laughs> can't be asked or anything. Then it's Tuesday, you know, you get your weekly chores, and before you know it, you're back to work. So I thought, I'm going to give this a go, but what about you? Is there anything that you've thought you really want to get your teeth stuck into? Well, for me, it's just reigniting all my creative juices it really has it's made me like you know i want to start doing this i want to start doing that i want to start being creative but normally for me this is what's lovely i suppose about the lockdown is the fact that when i'm not working i am putting that program your manchester together so this has just been you know i normally start that on like a monday and then it gets um recorded on a wednesday and then on thursday i start for the next week's program as well as my other like nighttime jobs at the goose in new york and uh, Eagle as well and all around there and it's just been I've, I don't know I found it kind of nice but I found it you know very tedious and boring as well because you can't you can't see an idea through because you might need to do this you might need to do that and you can't do this and you can't do that touch wood I've not been too bored yet because like you've just said we're finding things to occupy our time work-wise and stuff but uh, I'm missing social interaction with everyone again well this is it I live near qu- quite near to Sackville Park and there is that many people that normally I would say hello to, and you feel like you can't say hello to them because you can't enter into conversation with them because you've got to keep this distance Yeah, yeah. They look at you like you're a skid mark on a tile, don't they? If you're well, out it is. <laughs> do, do you know what I've seen most of? Delivery um, oh, bikes. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else going up and down the street other than delivery bikes. Yeah, because I've noticed a lot of the bars and uh, restaurants and stuff are doing that now, aren't they? Delivery service, because you can't come in and sit in and stuff. So. I know, but they've stopped KFC altogether, haven't they? That's doing oh, me, I did. And McDonald's and Greg's, oh, I'm like, literally oh. shaking like a shitting dog. However, <laughs> Iceland have noticed, have noticed they've put on, they are upping their stock of their Greg's products in Iceland to get us through these difficult times. So it's like, there is a God looking out for us somewhere. What do you think you could cope without? Do you think you could cope without alcohol or do you think you could cope without Greg's and fast food stuff? Uh, I think I'm going to go. I could probably cope without the Greg's. I actually haven't had any. Whereas drinking, I don't know about you, I'm drinking every bloody night in the house. I've not drank for two weeks. Really? Oh my God, she's on a detox, girl. Not intentionally. I've just not wanted to drink. It's bizarre, but the, the good thing is it'll, it'll cost me hardly nothing when I go back yeah, to drinking be because pissed. my tolerance level will be right there, won't it? Cheap date, cheap date, girl. <laughs> <laughs> the goose will be rubbing their hands in glee, thinking, wait, we can only have to get a few drinks now and you'll be hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.
So we're going to do a quick fire round now. It's just some multiple choice questions. There's no right or wrong answer. Just say the first one that pops into your head. Are you All ready? Right. I'm ready, Flower. Fabulous. Tea or coffee? Decaf coffee. Chinese or Indian? Indian. Dress up or dress down? Dress up. Call or text? Call. Skydive or bungee jump? Skydive. Oh, would you do one? Oh, I would, yeah. Oh, fuck that, Christ. No, I'd shit myself, literally. Oh, I've always wanted to do one. I've always wanted to do one of them. I just don't think me and Denise, somebody would do very much favour. So then you'd hit the floor like a sack of shit, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> love it. And if I ended up ever having to do a bungee jump, it'd have to be some strong bloody bungee rope, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got your knickers already. They've got strong enough elastic in them, haven't they? True, true, true. <laughs> Ketchup or brown sauce? Brown sauce. Early bird or night owl? Oh, night owl. Truth or dare? Dare. Bath or shower? Shower. And last but no no means least, alcohol or soft drink? (laughs) (laughs) Damn question. (laughs) An alcoholic soft drink? Yeah. Well, we do need a mixer to go with it. So, you know, You've got to. It's too strong otherwise. It's, uh, do you know we only put mixers in our drinks these days just to make the drink last a little bit longer? <laughs> too true. It's what not for your... flavour or anything, is it? <laughs> What's your go-to drink? Vodka lemonade. Okay, yeah, I'm a vodka girl. Vodka diet coke. So I always think, method in my madness, have I had the diet coke? It's sort of a... Uh... Balance this out from all the shit I've been eating from Greg's and stuff. I know it doesn't work, but in my mind it does. It's true, but they have proven, you know, there's a lot more caffeine in diet drinks, I think. Is that right? Caffeine or, yeah, something like that in diet drinks than there is in, yeah. Oh, see, I don't like full fat. I don't know about you. It leaves like a fur on my teeth if I drink it. I'm like, oh, no, can't be. I, I just love the way people look at me and they realise I'm a big girl. And then they turn right to me when I order a diet drink and they're like, what, really? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I do that at McDonald's when I do my order. It's straight in, go, and I'll have a diet coke to wash it down with, please. <laughs> oh, dear. Pepsi Max all the way for me with soft drinks. <laughs> So we have probed Belinda a little bit, but I think it's time to get to know Belinda a little bit more. Yay! So, number one, what yes. got you into drag? <laughs> An accident. <laughs> so, <laughs> there was. I used to be a very, uh, a very quite well, quite successful male singer around the clubs and clubs and stuff. And there was a double act called Cannon and Ball, and they had yep. a show at North Pier in Blackpool. And I was the one that had to go on and sing Love, Love Changes, everything, all the serious stuff in a tuxedo. And there was a Danny LaRue tribute act that was on straight after me. And they had to come down this Perspex glass staircase. And they uh, had to have 10 Sheridans and lemonades before they went down the staircase. I'm in the middle of Love Changes, everything. And all of a sudden, I hear a boom, 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 boom. They've fallen down there. Um, <laughs> next, next minute, the curtain goes down, and I'm put in their drag, and I'm sent on straight away within about seven minutes to go on Mother Kelly's doorstep. And that was it. Oh, and here we are 23 years later now. Fabulous. That's what was my next thing I was going to ask you, was that how long you've been doing it for? 23 years. Wow. 23 years full time. Yeah. Good for you, babes. Good for you. Um, talking of 23 years, an amazing career you've had. You were literally have worked everywhere, haven't you? We've obviously got uh, drag is at such a hype at the minute with drag race and stuff. You've got it in the US. You've got it now in the UK. Would you do it? No. No? 
Now, I'll tell you for why. It seems very probing into your life. And okay. also, I can't lip sync. And I have tried because it would make my life a lot easier if I could. But yeah, I can't yeah. actually lip sync. Because as a singer, as you'll know, you breathe where you want to breathe. Yeah. So when you're lip syncing, you're having to learn to breathe where that recorded artist is breathing, which is neither use nor ornament for me. And plus, can you imagine me death dropping? But like a tsunami. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Do you know, I said the same. When I heard it was coming to the UK, I wondered if they were going to change the format slightly with this lip sync for your life. Because predominantly now, the queens in the UK are live artists. There's not many, yeah. really, that mime anymore. So... I don't feel that specific ending to the show is reflecting drag in the UK, in my opinion. It doesn't, does it? No, but that's the problem with this American sort of drag school that they've set up now for the past 10 years. It's, it's, um, it's not very reflective of what the UK drag is until you get to the likes of Bagger and the likes of Davina, really. Yeah, absolutely. Because they managed to, to, I don't know how they did it, but they managed to shoehorn in their immense talent um, whilst also giving a nod to, to what they kind of wanted from the American programme. Definitely, I personally feel Davina should have been the winner. I don't know about you. Well, D- Davina's always been my winner, no matter what crown she wears. She's always been my winner. She is just one of the loveliest people. Yeah, I agree. She really is. Until and, you get on the wrong side of her. Well, a bit like all of us, Queen. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Now, if you weren't a drag queen, what else would you be doing? I know you've touched on, you've worked as a male vocalist, as I have. But if there yeah. was something else, what, what would you do? My, my go-to job. I always said when I was younger, I wanted to be a dustbin man. Really? Hey, apparently yeah. they get paid really well. They get paid really well. And um, not as well as us. No. But <laughs> they get... <laughs> I just the truck always fascinated me. You put the the rubbish in there, and it disappeared. I don't know what I do these days. I've got me um, my photography company and me my video company that I suppose I'd have to fall back on. So I have to fall back on it. Well, Christ, times are hard, girl. Times are hard. So is that when you were a kid? That's what you wanted to be a, a dustbin man. That was when I was a kid. Yeah, I wanted to be a dustbin man. Yeah, oh, I had high aspirations. <laughs> <didn't I? laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> Now, obviously, you are literally an icon on Canal Street, Manchester. Oh, thank you very much. And you have worked in practically every bar on Canal Street. So over the years, <laughs> if there was a time you could revisit, you know, like a special time you've had on Canal Street, what would it be? Uh, I would very much like to have the knowledge that I've got now. Yeah. Um, but bring that back to when I very first came back to Manchester. Okay. Which, at the at the, at the REM, it was fabulous. Yeah, because you used to host a bit how I do for Eagle Sunday service. You were the hostess at REM, weren't you? And I also had the upstairs bar, which was known as Belinda Scandal's show, show bar. Show yeah. bar. We, just, we have to change it everywhere we go yeah. to the copyright. <laughs> Sky Loud show bar. What else is the other one? We, oh, we've, had three, we've had about four or five of them, I tell you. <laughs> Looking for a different word around show bar. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, and on that note you know most of the divas and the iconic legends from canal street so i thought we'd play a quick game of snog marry avoid (laughs) (laughs) i am gonna pick three iconic drag queens from canal street you have to pick snog marry avoid so we're gonna start with viva la diva misty (laughs) yeah misty chance and roxy hearts Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) You've got to pick one to snob, pick one to marry, and pick one to avoid. Uh, Oh, God. Uh, Snog Viva. Yeah. 
marry Misty, mm-hmm. just because he's adorable. And uh, I, I won't use the word that you use, but you put two and two together and you've got your final. Ah! <laughs> oh, is that a little bit of shade or is that just because we're under pressure to pay? There's no shade at all, Flower. No shade at all. <laughs> I can hear that tone in your voice. You're a lion, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you have a claim to fame? Ooh. Um, a claim to fame? Um, a, well, yeah. Go on, go on. Which, well, well um, the list is endless. Like well, I've, I'm trying to think. Um, I was the, oh yeah, I think we'll have this one. Just as a random one. I was the first person to ride Valhalla at Blackpool. Oh, okay. Is that there you go. The drag queens doing it? No, there was just me at that point. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> You're thinking of the roller coaster. Oh, oh Alton to... Towers, that one. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love doing daft stuff, though. Me and Misty did the Ice Bucket Challenge many, yeah. many years ago. And I loved it. I don't take myself too seriously, you know, because there's no point. That's the you've thing, isn't it? it? You've got to have a laugh. And yeah. I always think you've got to be able to laugh at yourself because, you no. Know, it's the main part of the job. If you take yourself too seriously, people aren't going to buy into it and warm to it, I always think. No, and I always say, if people actually ever think that I'm a real woman, then I'm not doing it right. No. <laughs> Love that. They, they, they've got to know straight away. That's why, you know, I've always stuck with the ginger and you've got to go for what stands out, what's brash, what's wrong. I always make sure that I'm wearing something on me that's wrong. So it's a, you like to clash rather than coordinate. I like to clash, I like to stand out, I like to look a bit of a prat, I like to have... If it ever comes down to, like, we've done it before on stage, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, one's going to be looking serious and one's going to be looking the idiot. I'll make sure that I look the idiot, because <laughs> I don't mind it at all. And has Belinda always been ginger, then? <sighs> always been ginger, okay. yeah, always. That was your thing. So, I remember when I first started, I was like... Um... I wish sometimes that I'd done like yourself and Mary Mac always stuck to one colour. But I like to yeah. change my look up a little bit as such. And I was like, oh, no, I like that and I like that. But sometimes it would have been a lot easier. I could have still have had all the different wig styles, but just in one colour. Well, I, no, no, I think you're, nobody's right and nobody's wrong on that. Because I think the idea of drag is that you can, you know, chop and change and switch and swatch as much as you want to. But, I've, I've you know, the thought of me actually going onto a stage where it's something different after this many years. It's like, it actually puts the chills up me instead these days. And do you like to have the willies put up, you? <laughs> Regular. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you take with you? Ah. Oh. Uh, the husband, yeah, because he can he'd, he'd get us off the island within a second. <laughs> um, what else would I take with me? Uh, music, yeah, I suppose of any of any form, and uh, a good moisturizer. Okay, fab. Now I actually <laughs> feel really guilty now because I wrote a little list and my husband was not on that list. <laughs> oh. so my... I won't take it for any other reason than the fact that he's mega organised. Yeah, I should have thought that because Matt's totally mega, mega organised as well. So yeah. my list would be I'd have my phone because yeah. then hopefully if I had signal I could call someone and I've got music on it. I would get, I don't even know if this exists, but I wrote it down hoping it would, a solar panel phone charger. 
cups and I thought, well, you know, <laughs> I've thought about this. And then it would be a bottle of vodka, like the biggest I could possibly take. Because <laughs> fuck the mixer. Yours yeah. <laughs> are a lot more sensible. I like that. <laughs> well, I'm wondering how long I'm going to be fucking stuck there, girl. Do you know what I mean? Just... Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> but then you've got to make sure you can get into that bottle, haven't you, really? Oh, I know. We want a screw, a screw bottle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A screw bottle, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Definitely. And uh, another silly little question now. If you were a superhero... <laughs> What special power would you pick? Um, oh, invisibility. Oh, okay, good one. Yeah. And why, yeah. why? Well, yeah, it, 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 sometimes it's lovely, kind of, and I don't want to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet or anything, but sometimes it's lovely being recognised, but sometimes it'd just be nice to just be able to dis- disappear. Yeah, yeah, I said that because when you first start, not many people would know who you are out of drag, but now, no. as obviously you and me, we predominantly work in Manchester. You go out for a drink afterwards, everyone knows it's Belinda or KY. So, yeah, yeah um, I know what you mean with that. I have to say, though, the best people for it is John and Antonio at Bar Pop, because if you drop them a message, they let you through the back door, so to speak, oh. and you go into what I call Antonio's Corner. Oh, oh I like to call it Beggar's for the Corner. Entire <laughs> Beggar's Corner. Because <laughs> Antonio is so generous with the drinks, isn't he? But you can always tell the right little skivvy fuckers that stand in the corner just expecting yeah. a free drink. Oh, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, good old beggar's corner. <laughs> <We'll>... oh. <laughs> have you, talking of Antonio, have you seen him doing his daily videos of Lady Corona? <laughs> that man has always been hilarious. <laughs> always been hilarious. But my God, since this lockdown, has he stepped it up? Oh, I love it. I love it. But you know, um, <sighs> if I was a superhero, my special power would be, I'd like to stop time. You know, like, uh, do you remember there was a TV show? Was it Bernard and his magic watch or something when we were kids? Oh, my God, yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, how brilliant would that be if something bad was happening or just stop the time and rearrange the Yeah. Again, I think I take this shit too seriously. I'm thinking about it too. Would you you stop time and rearrange stuff or would you stop time just to have a breather? Oh, good question. Um, Sometimes maybe have a breather, actually. Yeah, I think so too, because I think that's what's most important, that we all take time out to just appreciate and think. Do you know, this is something actually um, Roxy from Via told me, and she said that with this lockdown, it could uh, be taking time out to, you know, look after yourself, because we are literally 100 miles an hour with this job, aren't we? Um, Shall I go deep? Go on, go deep. I'll go deep. What's been lovely? is the fact that I think the planet's taking a bit of time out. Yes, I actually... The, the, most, the most prominent thing I remember from this lockdown and from when this coronavirus started spreading is the little dolphin making its way into Venice. Mm-hmm. That was the most beautiful picture ever. And it meant that planet Earth was just having a little bit of a, a rejig. Yeah, and a breather. And, I think that, and a breather, which I think is important. I'm a big Buddhist, me, so I just do a lot of meditation. I think about things very deeply. So. Oh, fab. But no, I actually do agree with you there. I think it's like we needed to hit the pause button for a while. And I think when you look at it and in things like that, I'm like, yeah, actually, there's a hidden meaning for why this is happening to us. There's always a reason, isn't there? And, always a reason, well, never a rhyme. There is always yeah. a reason as well, because them fuckers ate raw bats, didn't they? But hey, I don't know that. <laughs> I 
I'm getting to that stage now because obviously a lot of the queens are doing the Facebook lives and they're amazing and all the shows. And I said straight away, I'm not going to do it because I thought I want to give something back to the NHS. What can you do that's a little bit off the cuff, not your typical drag that we do all the time? And I thought, while I'm not working, I'm going to grow my beard out. And then when it comes to shaving it off, when we eventually get the nod to go back to work, I'm going to raise some money for the NHS. So I can't really do these Facebook lives because... It's just not the gay white Kelly look to be like the bearded bloody lazy. No. (laughs) But that's why I thought we'll do this podcast. I'm trying to put something funny and quirky every day on Facebook just to make people laugh or smile, you know, because it is a bit of a dark time we're going through at the minute. And some people are breezing through it, you know, happy days. Others I know are struggling. So it is about pulling together. Well, I've been in rehearsals for the past few days for, for my life. Facebook shenanigans that I'm going to be doing on Friday. So. Oh, what time on Friday? Give it a plug, plug. Oh, uh, nine o'clock. And it's going to be on Canal Street online. Okay, fabulous. We will make sure. On their Facebook. In. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, how long does it actually take you to transform into Belinda? 22 minutes. Oh, but that's really precise. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, because I do so much. I, I remember uh, Danny LaRue always used to say when I knew Danny LaRue back in the day, towards the end of his life, he used to have a really dirty makeup box. And I said, why do you not clean that? He said, darling, if you've got time to have a clean makeup box, then you've clearly got too much time not doing the drag. No. And I thought, beautiful. Okay. I always think, I can, when you need to get ready, if you're in a rush or, you know, if you're running late or something, you really can just whack it on the makeup, can't you? Well, you've been doing it as long as us. It's paying by numbers, isn't yeah. it? You know where everything's got to go. Absolutely. I mean... You're not creating a new face, per se, are you really? No, God, no. I always think that. I'd love to be one of those queens who can do all those different looks and stuff. But I always find... I feel I've found my look that suits me. I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable on stage with it and stuff. What about yourself? And I find it's more important to have the money in your back pocket rather than spending four hours in front of a mirror. Oh, God. Four hours is just <laughs> fucking ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> but they do it, don't they? they? Do. I'd be drive to the gig, do the gig, and drive home within that four hours, yeah. not just sit there in the fucking mirror putting the slap on. <laughs> and if you get into a venue and you're ready within 20 minutes, it means you've normally got about 40 minutes in between to have a few drinks. Uh, before you start your evening. sister to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can do it quick. But I quite like to get ready on my own. And I always do my makeup at home, regardless of where I'm gigging, whether it's London, Manchester, whatever. And then I obviously baseball cap, hoodie, drive up. And I always, yeah. I, we have that makeup on so much that I often forget we've got it on. So I could be sat at traffic lights looking, thinking, what the fuck are they looking at? And then you'd be, oh, yeah, it's these massive lashes and these lips and stuff. But um, yeah. when I do Gran Canaria, when I very first started there, I would get ready with the girls in the dressing room. But you know what it's like when you're with friends or other queens? You're natter, natter, natter. Oh, it's the natter, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. I found it took me ages to get ready. I thought, it never takes me this long. So now when I fly out, I always get ready in the hotel, face on, go up to the Umbo, get into Ricky's, then get dressed there. Because I thought, otherwise, I'd be taking hours every night getting ready. And does it? do you find that your makeup goes on better if you rush or better if you take longer? Better if I rush. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> and I always... Do you ever get this curse of the watery eye? If one eyelash doesn't go on right... Yeah. And you can guarantee it happens to me on a Sunday, my longest day in drag because of Eagle and Via. Yeah. If that eye is watering, no matter how much you try and fix it or put a little bit more eyeliner on, it is not staying, is it? It's going to keep not going. moves and you look like you've been like... I'm glad you've said that because I really thought it was just me. Do you know what it is, don't you? If you can't a lash, you have your real eye. Yeah. 
that when you put your eyelash on, it glues the together to so you're not doing your job of your eyelashes really then. yeah yeah i always used to put it down to tired eyes because sunday is my last day of the working week no uh maybe that's just me <laughs> and i always think well it does happen to me on a sunday and i sort of it reminds me of uh, when it does go wrong can i have watery eye i was thinking well on a sunday everyone knows by the time i step off stage in beer i will be absolutely plastered anyway so i'm sort of starting yeah. the day how i'm gonna look ending it anyway it's like that advert on tv would you go out like this would you start Start the night like this. <laughs> did you did you fall off the stage once at V? No, it didn't fall off. I for some reason for three weeks on the bounce, I uh, I felt the need to crowd surf, but I don't even know if you could call it crowd surf. It was more like three big burly men just carrying me to the back and forth and. But uh, let me tell you this now, because everyone thinks this was me, and I definitely was not me. A little hole <laughs> did appear in the Via stage. And uh, oh. me being a girl of a larger size, bit big bones, you know, they literally yeah. presumed it was me. And I was like, please, I'm not the only fat fuck that performs on that stage. Miss Penny's there all the bloody time, love. But uh, yeah. this little hole, I remember noticing it, and I just thought it was wear and tear of all the queens with their heels going down. But the story goes, uh, Mike was telling everyone, I'd cut a hole in the stage and it cost him two and a half grand to fix it but hey hey (laughs) (laughs) two and a half grand to fix a hole in the stage crikey absolutely you know I'm worth that's amazing I'm worth every fucking penny (laughs) that must be solid oak that stage absolutely I tell you (laughs) love it now if you could perform anywhere in the world where would it be oh um, Manchester Full stop. I just love it here. I really do. I know my answers are not very funny or very clever, but I absolutely love Manchester. Uh, because I didn't start off in Manchester, I started off touring around the world, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ibiza, Cyprus, Grand Canary, and all that shizzle that went with that. And folks in and London, no. Um, and then I came back to Manchester... And it's just the best place. It really is. I agree. They're so loyal, aren't they? And I feel yeah. like I actually hate the word fans. I always think it makes me sound a little bit pretentious and stuff. But I actually think I've made such good friends in Manchester from people who come and watch the show. And it's so lovely. It's, uh, it's a rare place um, with the gay community that actually is a community. Yeah. I mean, we can all be bitches, we can all be absolute bastards and a lot, but we know that when the chips are down, this place comes together like a load of Lego bricks and we stick together so brilliantly. You've took the words out of my mouth there, you know. I always say... 12 people in a factory, not all of them would get on. So just because we're 12 drag queens doesn't mean we all have to get on. But as a community, we always do come together. If there's, there's always some form of charity event that we're involved in. And oh, yeah. That's the main thing I always think, you know, put your feelings aside, go in, do the job and pull together and do it, which we, I think we do brilliantly. The people want us to be not getting on, don't they? That's oh, half they the problem. Oh, they love the drama and stir the shit and stuff. I mean, there is only, as far as my 10 years here in Manchester, there's only one drag queen that I won't mention that caused rifts with the actual everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's the only person. So, no, we all get on fine. No, we, absolutely. We people like to as, hear what they hear, but they don't know the truth. Like, I've always said... And people, people report to me when people say things about me on the stage and I'm like yeah and I'll worry when people don't say anything about me. Yeah they're still uh, getting my name out there that's what I always say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's the thing I've uh, I know for a fact people give me the reputation of being like a 
gobby bitch and you know i've had my, my fair few spats i am a gobby bitch so i sort of stand up for myself and i think that mm-hmm. stems back from being bullied at school and i know again this is probably sounding a bit deep but uh and i'm again anyone who knows me knows the two particular drag queens i had the trouble with but mm-hmm. it really did remind me of being bullied when i was younger and i actually thought do you know what you're 36 years of age now why do you have to put up with that so i will bite back but because i bite back then you look like you're the troublemaker. And I thought, no, no, no. Do you know what? My saying is, give people enough rope, they'll hang themselves. And these two particular drag queens, luckily, now people are seeing them for the, what well, they are. that's what I did when I first came back to Manchester because I was hell-bent on sticking it out here and this is the place where I wanted to be and everything was going on Kidora. I would retaliate over anything. Yeah. And then as the years have gone on, now, I've kind of sat back because I think exactly what you say... Give them enough rope and they'll hang themselves anyway. So it's made me have a different outlook. And I think what it was with me and Hubby just buying this house, and I thought, you know what? As much as I absolutely love my job and doing drag, that is not my entire life. And there's a lot more important things, especially what's going on in the world with this coronavirus. It really does make you have a different outlook on things, doesn't it? To think, actually, really, is it worth getting upset or bothered about? That particular... Well, it's just a job, isn't it? Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. It is a job. I mean, I love it. And it is a massive, massive part of my life. But it is just a job. Yeah. Couldn't agree and more. like you say, this coronavirus that's been going around the world, people losing their lives and all stuff like that, it's give us all time to, to fully think, what is important and what is important to my daily life? Yeah. And this is the stuff that you tend to notice then, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now, having such an amazing career that you've had over 23 years, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Unemployed. Oh, Oh, I'm not. No, I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. No, I mean, I'll keep going. I'm keeping trying new things. I'll try different things each year, uh, different ways of not reinventing Belinda, but like trying bits of new stuff for Belinda in a different sort of attitude, maybe a little bit for Belinda. And, of course, the venues as well. You've got to remember why you do it, really. The time to stop at a venue is the time that you stop enjoying it. And at the moment, touch wood, if we get back to normality, all the venues that I'm currently working, such as New York and Eagle and the Goose, I'm loving them. And they've all got such brilliant people that run the places as well. So Absolutely. I love my residences. And I actually said I wouldn't actually be anywhere without them, particularly no. Eagle and Via. I always said doing... I remember I was working in Churchill's as a drag DJ and Adrian Blake messaged me and says, Danny Beard is leaving, hosting Sunday service. We would love you to come and audition for the gig. Now, I'm just going to say it because I've been there four years now. I went and did my audition and I knew that day that I had the job. But what they were doing... to probably... Where did you audition at? At the Eagle? At the Eagle. So I had to go in and do... You know how sometimes they have a little bit of a guest spot and you can go on and do 10, 15 minutes? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we did that. But they had to make it out like it was a bit of entertainment, a bit of suspense and drama. So for four weeks consecutive, they were having someone else try out. I think Coco tried out. Um, Sal Forge. Do you remember Sal Forge? She's living in Berlin now. And I think... I Don't quote me on this. Bonnie Bonquee Queen may have auditioned as well. But anyway, I went first. I knew I had the job, but had to keep it on the lowdown while the other girls did their bit. And Uh. um, I remember 
first starting at Eagle, and obviously massive shoes to fill with Danny Beard. But I had to remind myself, I'm not going in to be Danny Beard. I'm going in to be KY Kelly and put my spin on it. And it did take me a while to find, you know, my feet. But now I love it. And I feel working with those amazing queens that, you know, come in each week and that, getting to know them. They've put good words in for me in London, which then got me into London. Same with my pet via, because London will not book what they haven't seen. And it's that vicious circle of, well, how am I going to get seen for you to book me? And yeah. uh, luckily, touch wood, it sort of worked. But I am super, super grateful to both venues. And like you said, I'm still loving it. So I ain't going anywhere soon from there. So. No. Fingers crossed. I love it. Fingers crossed. I know. Now, my final question, just a little bit of fun. You know, each week I do KY's Confessions. And this yes. week's topic on the podcast is... What is your worst bad habit? And have you ever been caught doing it? So, Belinda, do you have anything to confess? Yes, I suppose I should confess my worst habit. Go on. Is picking my nose. Oh, my God, is it? Please don't tell me you eat it as well. No, I don't. I can't be doing with that. But I do pick it. And I have noticed over the last few weeks when I've been at work or, or doing something that my finger's been wandering towards my nose. And it's getting, it's, it's terrible. It needs to be stamped out immediately. Uh, I was just about to say, do you do that in public or is this a, you know, at home thing? Well, I noticed that I was doing it the other week. I was just, speaking to somebody, a punter. Just and have I was it. like, yeah, the thing that was going up to my nose and I thought, I can't carry on doing it. I love doing it, don't get me wrong. When I'm at home, I absolutely love scraping the cornflakes. Uh, I really uh, do. Uh, but it's not something I should get away with doing one. I'm fully working or in the presence of people that are there to enjoy my show. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Well, do you know what, darling? It has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself, Flower, and a good luck with it all. Thank you, my darling. And I really look forward to seeing you for a good old vodka and a catch-up when this lockdown situation is uh, completely done and dusted. The parties are going to be immense. Thanks for having me, KY. No problem, my darling. I will see you soon. See you soon. Ta-ra, love. Bye. Our thanks again to the amazing Belinda Scandal. You can give her a like or friend request on Facebook to keep up to date with what she is getting up to and where she'll be performing when lockdown is over. But it is now time for my favourite time of the week. It's KY's Confessions. This week's topic on KY's Confessions is what is your worst bad habit and have you ever been caught doing it? As usual, I asked you to message in your stories and up first, I thought we'd start with a, you know, not so bad one. We've got Jay Page. He says his bad habit is picking his nose whilst he's driving. He only does it when he drives, so he guesses everyone sees it, especially when he's at traffic lights. Oh, Jay, that's disgusting. Obviously, Belinda said she picks her nose as well. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that one. Now, I must warn you, the next few stories do involve a lot of farting and shitting. So uh, there you go. You've been warned. First story is from Michael Dobson. His message reads, I never fart in public and I once did it in a Sainsbury's car park. I had absolutely no idea there was a woman stood right behind me. I was fucking mortified. She must have thought, what a total dirty bastard. (laughs) 
Up next is Julianne Hinson. She said her ex farted in a hotel room. It was that bad she had to run and be sick. But the dirty bastard had left skid marks in the toilet. So she had no choice but to throw up in the sink. Unfortunately, the full English wouldn't go down the plug hole. So the only thing she could think to use was his toothbrush to try and ram it down the plug. See, yeah, she used his toothbrush bristle end first. <laughs> Now, my next two stories are definitely my favourite picks of the week. (laughs) First off, we've got Caroline Goforth. Her message read, I was once put on diet pills by the doctor and thought I would risk it and have a curry the night before. I went to B&M and my belly was growling, so I did a fart and I shit myself, but it was like oil. It started dripping down my legs onto the floor and I didn't know what to do. I tucked my trousers into my socks, grabbed some baby wipes off the shelf and fucking ran. I had to sit on an Asda bag for life all the way home. I was mortified. And then she does follow it up by saying she's never been back into that B&M store again. (laughs) Now, my final confession comes from Stevie Cousins. He says his worst bad habit is when he's on a night out and he pulls a guy, he likes to throw a finger up a boy's hoop while he is kissing them. Then when you hug them tight into your chest, you sniff your finger. If you like the smell of it, then by all means, carry on to the next face. He said he did have a bad instant when he was very, 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 very wasted that he put a cheeky finger into a boy's bum hole and by entering the hoop, it made a squilchy sound and it just didn't feel quite right. He thought there is no way I am going to sniff that finger and uh, went on with his night, got more wasted, totally forgot about it and woke up the next morning and he was like, it stinks in here. Looked down to his finger and his finger was covered in dry, hard shit. <laughs> Well, thanks to Michael, Jay, Julie, Caroline and Stevie for those hilarious stories. You've certainly provided us all with a laugh. (laughs) There'll be loads more fun and frolics in next week's KY's Confessions. Well, that does bring us to the end of this week's podcast. I do hope you've enjoyed it and it's been a little bit of light relief for you during these dark times. Thanks again to the amazing Belinda Scandal. It's always a pleasure, girl. And don't forget, she will be doing a Facebook live show at 9pm this Friday on the 10th of April. And on that note, keep me posted on your thoughts of me doing a weekly Facebook live by messaging me on all my socials at KYKellyOfficial on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I'll be back next week with another fabulous guest but in the meantime take care i'll see you soon love you a long time